If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I am here with a frat Lamondry, and it's the perfect time to be here with uh, uh, a doctor, an entrepreneur like a frat, because I just had COVID. Um, and I'm, I, if you hear me cough or you hear me struggling with it, I actually had a very mild case, so it wasn't bad at all. But um, it's interesting because what she talks about is the new method, K-N-E-W, and how it helps patients take control of their health destiny using a functional medicine approach uh, that empowers them to finally realize that their symptoms are not in their head. Um, so I love this because she's helped over 20,000 patients. Um, she's really passionate about what she does. And uh, I really want to talk today about how your health really starts with you or how you, the health of your business starts with you and how your health is affecting your business and affecting how you feel. And um, having a frat come on is awesome. <laughs> like the second you came on, like she came on, I'm like, oh, my daughter has dots all over her body. Quick. This is what everybody <laughs> does, right? You're a doctor. So it's like, tell me, what do we do? How do we fix ourselves? But um, let's talk about in the sense of business and how you got into this and maybe how it's impacted you to start and how it might impact the others listening. Okay. So I think you started with how I started this. I'm going to go with that one first. Um, sure. So by the way, I always like to say um, it is Dr. Lamandre, but it's a PhD. I'm an MD. So I'm a nurse practitioner first, because for some reason, People want to know that. And then I got my PhD in integrative medicine, which also explains how I got into this. I started first with a primary care practice. So whatever you're thinking about your doctor, your pediatrician, that's what I had at first was called EG Healthcare. Um, and then I realized over time that many of my patients had issues that you can't really address in primary care. And I'm not going to go into a whole personal story of how it happened also in my, for my wife. And I realized there has to be something more which is why I call it the new method because my patients always knew there was a better way. And so then I went back to school and eventually got my PhD in integrative medicine and started offering myself and my patients a whole different way of looking at medicine. So I think that answered the first part of your question. <laughs> I feel like I just confused you. That's cool. No, that's cool. That's cool. But what, what do you see with, cause the women listening, you know, they're growing a financial business. And like I said, I don't know that a lot of us really think about, 
how I feel as something internal affecting my business. So how are Mm. you seeing like health really affecting the growth of the business? Oh yeah. So especially for, you know, most of your listeners are businesswomen, entrepreneurs. So, so it all rests on your shoulders and there's a lot of myths out there. Like the early bird catches the worm, right? Uh, You know, you know, real entrepreneurs only sleep four hours a night. All all of that is nonsense. And if you go for that, you're just going to be exhausted. And if you're exhausted, you're not going to be able to perform. So really taking the time for yourself. And I know the word self-care might make you like roll your eyes, but I don't mean, you know, lather yourself in lavender oil all day. (laughs) I mean, you have to really address your energy levels. Um, You know, something called adrenal fatigue, for example. And if you are fatigued all the time, you can't concentrate. You will be a poor decision maker. Um, You won't be able to reach the goals that I'm sure your audience has set for themselves. So addressing your health needs is since you're the center of all of it is com- it completely is going to affect everything that happens in your business. Yeah. And it makes sense, but it's like, I would even say for me, it's often the last thing that I'm going to do is, mm. is take care of myself. Right. Because I'm, I got little kids, I got to take care of the business and I got the kids. I don't know who comes first. Sometimes it's the business, sometimes it's the, <laughs> the kids, depending like the, on the, the urgency. Right. And it's like, um, I keep telling myself I need to take more time, but I don't always, always do it. Uh, So how do you make yourself take the time and what kind of things should you be doing for yourself? Okay. I love that question. So, you know, it's about, of course, prioritizing easier said than done. Um, But, but first and foremost, recognizing that, listen, if there was something in your business that wasn't working, you wouldn't ignore it. You wouldn't be like, well, this, division or, or, or the front desk, you know, they're unhappy. That's fine. I'm just going to let it go. You, you wouldn't ignore it. You'd be like, well, let's get to the heart of the matter. Why isn't the front desk are working? Why do I have high turnover? You know, why isn't, uh, why are we producing whatever industry you're in? You would never ignore it. But yet for, for entrepreneurs, especially for women, like, oh, I'm tired. That's okay. Oh, I have achy joints. That's fine. I'm just going to ignore it. Um, so, so prioritizing that is, 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 is the first part of it, right? Deciding, making the decision that it's important and then structuring your day around it. Um, so first and foremost, we just have to talk about what we put in our, in our system. I don't like to say the word diet. I'm just gonna say the word nutrition because diet connotes like looking a, a certain size and that's definitely not the conversation. Conversation is really anti-inflammatory. So that takes just as much time ordering something takes just as much time as ordering the other thing. So I'm not telling you to cook. I'm not telling you to pack 16 meals for the week. I don't do that. <laughs> um, but there are, dis- there are, you know, just making the decision that you're going to eat a certain way is going to impact how you feel significantly. Because you know if you have a certain kind of lunch with a certain kind of treat after that you're exhausted in the afternoon. And for a lot of people, once you that fatigue sense in, then you have decision fatigue. You're not going to be as productive. So... So starting with what you put in your system, I know you asked me what things, starting with what put in your system, making sure it's anti-inflammatory. And I'm speaking very generally, but this is not just preventive, it's also curative for some, for some issues that you have. I don't know how deep you want me to get. Well, I mean, let, let's be, I like kind of to be specific because I want to know what can I do. So like, what's the best thing to put? I mean, I would imagine the first thing to put in your body is water. I, I like so, to drink water when I yeah, first wake water. up. But what, what is the first thing? Like, cause I'm always, I am always kind of confused about what to eat for breakfast and 
some people say you don't eat breakfast. And then there's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting and, you know, don't eat till noon anyway, because, but I go play tennis at nine o'clock. I'm like, I need to eat before I go play tennis or I'm in Florida going to pass out on, on blacktop here. Um, so what, what kind of things are good to eat in the morning? Cause I am curious about that. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that. If you are unable to, to go out to play tennis because you didn't eat, then you're, you don't have an efficient system. So let me do a quick deck. I'm speaking very generally. And when yeah. you speak generally, you just sound like a commercial. So I, right, I, I wanna... appreciate the opportunity to, to deep dive. The first most important thing about eating is when to eat. Intermittent fasting is gold. And I know there's people out there that might say otherwise, and that's fine. But intermittent fasting is gold. It's gold for optimizing, but it's also gold if you're dealing with just about any disease process. And I'm just going to explain for a minute why I said what I said about your tennis. Because I used to be someone who woke up in the morning and had to have like my oatmeal and peanut butter first thing. And I thought it was a picture of health. And then the, the, the thought of working out on empty stomach was insane, just like you described. So I was you, so I get it. Um, so intermittent fasting, what is it? First of all, your body has, is designed by God or the universe, whatever you want, is designed to be able to survive without eating. It needs to drink, but doesn't need to eat. And the reason it does that, and I promise you I'm getting to a point, the reason it does that is because you are, your liver has the ability to do something called gluconeogenesis, the ability to take fat and turn it into sugar. So let's pause for a moment. If every single time I need to eat all the time, if I don't eat, I feel hangry. If I don't eat, I can't play tennis. That's like having a car that needs to be filled up every block. That's an inefficient machine. You would never buy a car like that. You want a car that, you know, you could fill it up almost like a hybrid. Sometimes you can fill it up. Sometimes it works on electric, right? You want to be able to kind of toggle back and forth. Intermittent fasting. So you are designed to have that toggle switch. Sometimes you need a meal and you should be able to skip a meal without getting hangry, without getting shaky, because your body will turn to its liver and say, hey, liver, take some of that internal fat and turn it into sugar. And you should not feel the difference. That's an efficient machine. The only time that we turn that on is when we fast. So because we live in such an industrial society where you can order anything, Uber Eats, DoorDash, we never turn that feature on. And then we get this idea that without eating, we're going to pass out. We're going to become hypoglycemic. But if you teach your body to be able to intermittent fast, I encourage 16-8 slowly. Please, everyone, don't tomorrow go to 16 and pass out at work or at tennis. You get there slowly. Now you have this machine that's called metabolically flexible. So, so sometimes you, you need to eat and sometimes you don't need to eat. What that metabolic flexibility does, it's not just about being able to work out without it. Now you have 16 hours. I want you to think about 16 hours of not working without from all my entrepreneurs out there. You can't imagine, but given 16 hours to your body, not to have to process something is the most anti-inflammatory thing you can do. You're giving your body a break for 16 hours. And usually you don't You eat in the morning and have six small meals and you eat again and you have snacks. So the body's constantly kind of working at it. So the very first thing I would tell you is consider intermittent fasting. Okay. I love this. I love this because I, I keep hearing it and it's good. It's motivating me because, um, you know, uh, there's, there's one day a year that I typically fast because I'm Jewish and I think I happen to know you might be too. And so it doesn't mean you necessarily do this, but Yom Kippur is the day that we typically fast and we're not even supposed to have water. Right. And 
Um, I did that for so many years. It was no big deal. And the interesting thing is, it's not that it was no big deal. Like I'd get a headache, but you're not even drinking water. But then when I've done juice fast and I'm allowed to have juice, I'm like, this is like so easy in comparison because when you can actually drink when you've done, you know, fasting before without even water, you're like, okay, this is, this is really easy. And I've done things like, which I don't know if you believe in or not, but this is probably five years ago. We did the, um, what's the lemonade one? Uh, where you do the lemonade. Oh, there's, I forget what it's called now, but someone's listening, going, yelling it out in their car as they're listening to the podcast. (laughs) It's basically, um, it's basically lemon water. You do cayenne pepper and maple syrup. And it's like 10 days of this um, cleanse. I forget what the cleanse is called. Well, the thing is that's not fasting. That's not fasting. You have sugar. Yeah. Cause there's sugar. Right. Right. But my point is like, when I was having that, it was like really easy. Right. But, um, but I was when, even when, I know I can't have food, like meaning that like I'm, I'm, I say I'm fasting. So I'm very motivated type of person. So if I'm like, I'm not going to eat until two and I've committed to it, or I'm not going to eat until five, like for Yom Kippur and I'm committed to it, then it's not as hard as if I just don't eat till noon. Right. When I'm like, I, I feel like I need to get up and go to and eat and all this stuff. So I feel like it's such a mindset thing as well for me that if I can't have it, just like when I say, I'm not going to, I just, took out chocolate out of my diet for two weeks. I was just like, I'm not going to eat chocolate for two weeks. Cause it's kind of one of these things where I got in this habit where I have my chocolate bar and I'm like, I'm going to have, you know, like some dark chocolate between calls or something like, give me a little, like almost like coffee. I don't drink coffee, but it's like, give me a little pep. And I don't even notice a difference, but I like the taste of chocolate. Right. So I cut that out. Once I cut it out, it's no big deal because it's not an option. So that's how I operate is that if it's not an option, it's a lot easier. And I don't get as hangry, which I typically do, or I don't get as, you know, or stomach aches or, or, or feel um, just like a, a, a lot of fatigue or something. So you said 16 hours. So is that, I know one of my friends, JJ Virgin, who you may be familiar with, cause she talks about health stuff um, is she, they do intermittent fasting, like every day, like they eat at six, six o'clock at night and then they're done by seven, or maybe it's even earlier than that. And then they don't eat till lunch. And I think that gets to about 16 hours. Is that how you do it like daily or is it something you do? Oh, yes, daily. So, so daily. So I just want to say that for you, it's mindset, which is, which is great. But for some of your listeners, it's actually physically difficult, Mm -hmm. especially if you're um, coming from kind of a standard American diet. And so, so I want to encourage your listeners to, to, to go slow, Um, start with 12 hours, 12, 12 hours includes a time of sleep. So let's just say your dinner is at seven that you don't eat again till seven in the morning. You can drink water, seltzer, black coffee, black tea. Um, so start with 12 hours from seven to seven, see what that feels like, slowly go to eight and eventually go to 16. I, I do a little bit more than 16 at this point. So I will stop eating at seven and then I start eating at lunchtime around 1.30. But you get there slowly. It might take you a few weeks. Some people, great, you do it in one day, awesome. But some, and the idea is not to be like holding on to the table saying like, oh my God, I can really do this. The idea is to be able to do it calmly and be able to work out. I'm able to, to run three miles a day without eating um, and then do a full workout without eating. At this point, it, I, I didn't start that way. Um, yeah, so, so it's daily. And um, for any, so, so on the one hand, it's like you said, you feel better. But for anyone suffering with aches and pains, joints, focus, brain fog, when you do this, you're going to be amazed at how you feel. And then of course, we should talk about what, what we should eat during those eight hours, but just not having to process for 16 hours, you're going to be amazed at how much of the aches and pains and the things that bother you and that you are attributing to your age or your busy schedule, they just disappear. 
I love this. I'm excited because I have thought of it, but I'm, I haven't been motivated enough. And now I'm motivated to try. What's a good amount of time to, so I could definitely stop eating. We eat a little later, but let's just say by eight o'clock, I can definitely like, I already now, because you told me, I already feel like I can go to tennis without food. Now I feel like I, like you already convinced me. So I'm like, it's a mindset thing for me. So I'm like, okay, I got it done. We'll see if I land on the, the, the It'll tennis. be harder first, but you'll get there. Yeah. So, but if I did that, so if I go from eight o'clock, eight, what is that? Um, two o'clock, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one. Oh no. Yeah. No 12, right. Eight to 12. 12. Yeah. So that's not yeah. bad. That doesn't sound that bad. Okay. It. I can do that. But how I had to, I had to count on my fingers. So how long will it take before I start noticing like aches and pains going down or less brain fog or more focus? Because we're talking ultimately about like what our motivation being on this podcast here is like to improve our business, to actually yes. do better in business. And we know if the more focused we are, the more, um, you know, we have better thought process or we're not just reacting, like all it's going to impact our business yes. in a positive way. So how long does it take before you even notice if I do 12 to 16 hours? Okay. So, so the answer is it depends. And I'll tell you what it depends on, but I just want to also say that your last meal for optimal, you want it to be three hours before you go to sleep. So if you go to sleep at 10, seven should be last meal. You don't want your last meal okay. to be like right before bedtime. Right, right. And that's a whole Alzheimer's prevention conversation. Oh, but uh, yeah. So, um, so it depends because if you are someone who is used to eating all day, high carb, and now suddenly we're taking those carbs away from you, um, you're probably going to feel pretty crappy before you start feeling better. There's a whole detox going on. And it also depends what happens during those eight hours that you eat. So let's just say 16 hours and you're eating anything. And then for eight hours, you're eating again, you know, pasta and tiramisu and like high carb, high carb, hard carb, high carb. You're going to have a really hard time constantly fasting and you probably won't, it will take you some time to feel better. Um, so I, it depends on your starting point. And then also, like I said, what depends on your eight hours. It sounds to me like someone like you, who is, from what I'm gleaning, I don't know you, that you have a generally healthy diet. You're probably not consuming high amounts of carb um, during, during your eating window that you can probably feel as soon as you're able to overcome, as soon as you're able to go to tennis and not feel like you're passing out, at that point, you're probably going to feel like really clear and um, it's so much better. Okay. I'm going to have to report back. This is good. What about keto? Like, what are your thoughts? I just went, like I said, I was at JJ Virgin's house and I feel like everyone in part of that community is on the keto diet. And I, I hate to call it a diet as well, you know, because diet yeah. sounds like it's hard to do, but, um, I don't eat a lot of carbs. Um, like last night we had burgers without buns with green beans and mushrooms and onions. Like that was very much like a typical thing. I mean, sometimes we do, and we have like gluten-free pizza, which I'm sure is still actual carbs, you know? Um, but for the most part, I think we eat pretty well compared to most of the world anyway, but I've heard, I mean, there's so much about keto and all that. Like, are you a believer in the keto diet? So in its real sense, yes. And what it's evolved to know. So keto is short for ketosis. Ultimately what we're trying to get at with intermittent fasting is some state of ketosis, even if you're in and out of ketosis. That's that metabolic flexibility I've I talked about. For you to burn fat into glucose, you will produce ketones and that's keto. And when you're keto is when you have all these anti-inflammatory benefits. The problem is that people have associated keto with eating a lot of animal products. And that's not what it's about. You're not supposed to eat bacon and steak 16 times a day. You, should, you want to achieve ketosis with being as 
I'm not saying vegan. Everyone pay attention. The word vegan is not, is not what I'm saying. As much as plant-based as possible, yes, with some animal products, if that's not an ethical issue for you. So yes, have some fish, have chicken once in a while, have steak once in a while, but plant-based. Plant-based is not, is not you know, potato chips. So like eat the rainbow, get to ketosis, but I don't subscribe to this heavy carnivore kind of what people have come to associate with paleo, I, I think that does more harm than good. And of course, there's going to be people who are going to like put in this chat that I am evil incarnate for saying that, but that is where I stand. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're, they're too lazy to put in the chat now. Um, so, so let's talk about what you eat so I can steal from you. So you, you don't eat, that's the main thing, which is okay, really yeah, don't eat. how this, this conversation evolved because we started talking before, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, Let's just go with it because I have no idea where it's going to go. And I get interested yeah. in conversations that I hope the people listening are interested. But I think, again, I'm bringing it back home. Like, why is this important? Because you said at the beginning, it's so easy for us as female entrepreneurs just to assume being an entrepreneur is tiresome. It's hard to do. It's you're running around like you're constantly putting energy out. You're taking care of not just your business, but your family and everybody else except yourself. And when I think of self-care, which we kind of started the conversation, I would think I need to meditate and I need to, which is probably good. Right. And I need to, you know, journal or take time to myself. It's actually my birthday today. So I was like, I'm going to take time. And oh. it's like journal today. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> um, but, but it's like, I wanted to take that time to myself. That's my self-care. But interestingly enough, I would never think like, okay, my self-care is to stop eating, you know, like intermittent fasting. Funny that I brought <laughs> it up because it's just been like in my world lately. So there's a reason we're having this conversation. But ultimately, like, it's so important for our business that we take care of ourselves. And I'll give you one other piece recently that I was talking to. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, Alex Sharfin. He has a podcast called Momentum Podcast. I talk about him all the time because I love this guy. But he um, he has this thing called the billionaire code where he talks about like different levels of your business. So I don't remember the numbers, but let's say the first from zero to 20 grand, you're at this level. And then it's from 20 grand to whatever and then 40 grand to whatever. And so these different levels and he's like, when, if even if you have a million dollar business and he has it from left to right, and he's like, if you have a million dollar business, he's like, when you're not getting where you want to be, you start with the far left thing, even if it's like the $20,000 a year type of range. And the very first thing he has all the way on the left, you guessed it, is self-care, you know? So he's like, when you're not getting where you want to be to break through that million dollar breakthrough, that $3 million breakthrough, the hundred grand, whatever market is, you got to go all the way back. And the first thing is self-care and taking time to ourselves. And like he's talking about, get a personal assistant, make sure you're not booking your appointments, make sure you have time to do these things. Um, nowhere in there, I think is intermittent fasting, but I bet you he would believe that because he even has something that's all about like natural thirst and water and stuff. Like the very first thing you do is like drink more water, but how important that is for entrepreneurs to take care of themselves. Like it's everything. So I'm just bringing this home for everybody. Like, so they know like why it's so important to listen to this and not just be like, this has nothing to do with my business. Cause I can talk about, Oh goodness. You know, attracting so this has everything to do with your business because right? any, any one of you listening, you know, you have your, the business person that you look up to, whether it's someone, you know, or don't. And I guarantee that all of them have a health regimen. And there's a reason that the people on top have a health regimen, whether they agree with me or they don't, they have a health regimen. There's no, there's, I can't imagine any of them is like, yeah, what, it's whatever. Um, so, right. and, and, and so the people will know who are listening know I have, depending how you count them, four or five businesses, I have three children. I have a lot of cats. I'm not going to say how many, if it's embarrassing. Um, and, and I have cat lady comments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might get more comments uh, for that. Exactly. 
<laughs> Especially because I'm gay and there's this whole world of gay and rescuing animals and it's kind of just going to fit in a stereotype. So anyway, I'm mentioning this to let you know that I'm a high performer, right? It's one thing to, to listen to someone who maybe doesn't have anything on their plate. I'm a high performer, entrepreneur, I have several businesses and it has to start. Like when I create my schedule for my businesses, I've always started it after my workouts. You'll never see me over my practice at 7 a.m. I'm sure I could capture a lot of patients at 7 a.m., but I won't because I'm working out. It's always, it's always been that way. And I'm not saying, every, you know, your industry might, you know, if you have a bakery, obviously you're opening at 7, but there's other things that you can do um, where you can schedule time just like for anyone else, schedule time um, for yourself. When it, comes, when it comes to eating, it's really about keeping your mind sharp. There is no way that you're sharp if you're eating you know, candies and cookies and alcohol every night. Now, that being said, on the weekends, I am looser. If there are events, I am looser. You know, it's not like a 24-7 thing. I don't want I don't want someone to think like that's un, unattainable. It is attainable. Monday through Friday, I'm all in. I'm all in on business. I'm all in on my nutrition. I'm all in on my exercise routine. And now on the weekends, I'm a little bit looser. So there is a way where you can kind of still live a normal life, whatever, you know, you know interact with people and still keep sharp. So it does, I always like to tell people, you can kind of live in the gray. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Whatever you can do to improve is already great. To answer your question as to what I don't eat, I really try to avoid dairy at all costs. It's just so inflammatory. And it's not about your belly, skin, neuroinflammation, joints, everything. Um, and then gluten when possible. But I, when I say gluten, I don't mean now have gluten-free Oreos, gluten-free chips because we don't want processed foods. Just as much as possible, remove grains from your life, at least Monday through Friday, <laughs> right? Don't spend Wednesday night eating a bowl of pasta and a glass of wine. It's not, it's not gonna work out for you. It's gonna feel great in the moment, but the next day, there's just no way you're a shark. Um, so those two, those two things, as much as possible, be as grain-free as possible, but let's not just talk about what to remove, because it's always about the restriction, but what to add in. You need to have colors on your plate. Eat weird vegetables. Um, <laughs> vegetables more than fruit because you don't want to OD on fruit because that's sugar also but eat the weird stuff eat stuff they're like I don't even know how to cook this I don't know anything with garlic is fine I feel like um well give me an example what's a colorful weird vegetable like I've never had collard greens before before I started like this and 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 I hate kale but if you saute it with garlic everything is good my wife sautes everything so but you'll never catch me eating a kale salad because I think it's weird looking lettuce but I get it in there, you know, yeah, yeah. or sometimes I'll just take a whole bunch of greens and I'll make a smoothie out of it because I just won't eat it as a salad. So there's ways where you could just, the point is, is you have to be like purposeful about being like, Oh my God, I ate some green. Let me get a, like a red pepper in there. Let me get a yellow pepper in there. Let me get something purple in there because those phytonutrients, the reason the, the vegetables have colors is because they have phytonutrients and you want to get them in there. So not just about what to restrict, it's also what to put in because you don't want to just eat every single day to have just a grilled chicken and broccoli and, and think that you're on it. That's not it. Mm. You want diversity. You want your microbiome to have diversity. You, you, you want that in your, in your food. Um, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and that's, that's good. That's good. Um, how about I got to bring up the cold plunge? Like, are you cold plunging? Are you big on? I'm not, but my wife is. I can't yeah. bring myself to do it. There's oh so God. much benefit. I have nothing to say against it except You've for the fact that I'm a chicken. I just hate the cold. Like, 
Have you tried cryogenics where you just the cold air? You did? That's not that bad. That's not that bad. So there's because we there's a video of me out there trying. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we have we have the so we we recently went to my husband's been having the shoulder issue and like and he's he turned fifty and so it's like his knees like it's like all these things and so we found this place at cryogenics where you just get in this chamber and it's cold like freezing like negative one sixty I'm just telling the audience but Mm -hmm. like it's cold but you get in there and it's not that bad. And for three minutes, you're listening to some music and you have earmuffs and, and I guess ear, headphones and you have a mask and things. And it's three minutes. It's, it's a little bit difficult at times. Like when I did it, when I had COVID, it was not that fun, but it was not that bad. But just, just like two weeks ago, I did my first cold plunge and I'd wanted to do it because we thought about buying, which is really expensive too. It's like thousands and thousands of dollars to have it. But I'm like, man, it's just, I've heard all these benefits, right? And I, I pretty much will do anything that I think will be good for my body. And so I did it at JJ Virgin's house actually. And it was so cold. I mean, it was really hard, but three minutes, same thing. Like I can survive anything in three minutes and I have to go through, like I birthed children. Like I can do this, <laughs> like, if I, can birth children, I can do this, but I, like, I, I've just heard so much about the benefits. It's like, so, so supposed to be just so good for you. So you would agree with that. You just don't want to. Do oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'm just a cat. I'm just a chicken. My, my wife's greater than, than I am on, on all counts, and she knows it. But let's talk about that for a second. So the cold plunge is really about anti-inflammatory, right? Um, and you said that sentence that everyone believes. Oh, he turned fifty, and so now he has aches and pains. Don't believe it. I'm yeah. fifty also. Don't believe it. You don't have to feel this way just because you're fifty, or because you're a business person, or because you're busy. You don't don't believe the hype. It's because years of years of inflammatory living. So yes, cold plunges are great, right? But that's an external kind of calming down. And I'm going to bring us back to food because put, what are we putting in the system, right? So just like imagine eating an ice cream sundae while you're doing the cold plunge, right? It, it, it's counter, counterproductive. So um, think about all the elements you can have for anti-inflammatory. And so I don't want to bore people just talking about nutrition, but sleep, whoa, sleep. There are studies out there that actually say it's causative. Lack of sleep is causative to Alzheimer's. So, um, you know, there, uh, there are some studies that don't say, I always like to say that, but the bottom line is this, something happens when you're sleeping, especially as an adult. You have this system called the lymphatic drainage system. It's not lymphatic, lymphatic with a G. And it basically clears out all the gunk from your brain. And it only happens during deep sleep and long sleep. And if you forego that, you're waking up fuzzy. The other thing for adults is that it's the only time that you release growth hormones. Growth hormones, when you're little, makes you big, but when you're an adult, it heals. And so if you don't capture your growth hormone release at night, you're not healing, you're not repairing. So that sleep, and I know some people are gonna be like, what, seven to eight hours sleep, you're crazy. No, you. it has to be a priority for you. Yeah, I was waking up at 5 a.m. for a while and like, it was just not sustainable for me. I was like, I can't. I can't. 5 a.m. is not sustainable. And for those of you listening who've tried it and you can't do it, please don't blame yourself. Um, there's a reason it's not sustainable, especially in the wintertime. Your body's designed to rise with the sun. And if it's dark outside, you're, you're just working against your internal nature. And, you know, you need to work with your cortisol rises and fall, melatonin rises and fall. And trying to wake up at five or at four to, you know, early bird catches the worm, that whole is don't, don't even try it. Just- well, this is awesome. This is super great. I think uh, everyone at home at least should try 
at, at a minimum, try to intermittent fasting. Yes. And I would say, I don't know, I would definitely recommend um, the cryogenics thing where you're in the the cold chamber. I feel like anyone can do that. I think the cold water is harder, but it's definitely like a good experience as well. But I think intermittent fasting, I'm going to take that on. So I will publicly announce that I will take that on. I don't know how long I'll go and I'd like to see some results, but I'll give myself, uh, I can do that. I can do it. At least the 12 hour thing is super, sounds super easy. But for sure, yeah. like I'd like to get to 16. So I'm going to get to that and then 16. I'll report back. Um, and where, where can they find you? What's the best place or to get more of the, you have uh, so much information. I don't know. I didn't know if you have a book or not or where. I do. Where I do. Okay. Yeah. I have sure. a book. It's called, it's not in your head um, because so many people are told that how they feel is in their head. And in there also, I give tips for intermittent fasting and I really give tips about how to start feeling better um, without spending a million dollars on tests and stuff. Um, so if that's something that your audience is is into, by all means. But otherwise, you could find me just about on every platform at The New Method, but new is spelled with a K because you always knew there was a better way. So thenewmethod.com, Instagram, whatever, TikTok, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Uh, and we'd be happy to help you. And we work with people all over the country. And do you do testing? Like, is that one of the things you do with testing? Yeah, so we do um, some testing that is very different than primary care testing. We do saliva testing. And then we kind of put it all together and really kind of do a deep dive to why you're feeling the way you're feeling and letting you know that you're not lazy or bananas or, or it's in your head. And really, that's the first part that's empowering to feel like, oh my God, I, I, there's a reason why I feel this way. And then if people want to work with us, then we do like year long coaching um, and helping them getting back on track, wow. depending where they are, meeting the patients where they are. Some people can do the cold baths. Some people like me can't. So you meet you meet the patient where, where they are and get them to their goals. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That has been that has been really great. And I'm excited and, and motivated to awesome. stop eating so much. So so thank you. And all of you, uh, make sure to take some of these principles and apply it because you change the way you are inside. It's going to change the way you are outside and change your business. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments in just five days. Now, this is not around, you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if you can, if you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks and you can actually spend time with me on Zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business. And um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results and it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days, uh, someone, I think it was Dana, got 33 appointments. So you could be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments. Go to 10, go to 15, go to 20 and set yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the tag challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.